0: Hello, and welcome to episode number 14 of Getting Old is Optional with me, Dr. G. Please follow, rate, and review this podcast. Greatly appreciate it. It really goes a long way to expand the reach and the exposure of these episodes. And also, please share this episode and all episodes with your friends and your family members. You know, there's, uh, you know, just, you know, my observation, I'm sure you Unfortunately, you probably observed this as well. You know, this its just far too many people who are really struggling with their health, their quality of life, and, you know, struggling now, but, you know, also, you know, really not all that hopeful and optimistic. Basically, if, you, listen, if you're really struggling now with your health and your quality of life and not feeling well, constantly feeling run down, you know, sick and tired of always feeling sick and tired, you know, far too many people are, are not really all that hope, uh, not, are not feeling all that hopeful and optimistic about their future health and their quality of life. And that's what, this ep- that's what this podcast is really all about, right? is about helping you know, get, providing hope, direction, practical, useful tools um, to help turn that all around. Because, and I want to reiterate to you, getting old is optional. Aging, not optional. Chronological passage of time is a fact of life. Getting old, on the other hand, is a different story. Getting old is optional getting old is a philosophy. It's a mentality. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an approach towards life. It's an approach towards living. And it's an approach towards how we take care of and how we treat our bodies. And really, that kind of ties and kind of dovetails really, really perfectly into what today's episode is all about. And today, I want to talk to you about the downside of increased life expectancy. Right, you heard me correctly. There's a the downside of increased life of increased life expectancy. So this is one of those good news, bad news episodes. All right, the good news is data's just come out about life expectancy in the U.S. in 2024. It's up. Now, listen, there are different resources that show different ages and different ranges and things like that. But basically, bottom line, what I want you to know is that for 2024 after you know after a brief dip over the previous couple of years due to the covid-19 pandemic also unfortunately tragically due to an uptick in suicide and drug overdoses um last couple of years like us life expectancy has taken a dip while it's back up and again different resources show different ages right in terms of overall life expectancy but right now different resources show different things but right now US life expectancy is like between ages, age 77 to 79, which is up. Okay. So lifespan chronological age is up. That's the good news. However, there's a downside to that. And this is the bad news health span is down. Okay. So very, very important. Two different things there's lifespan, the actual amount of years that you are alive, right? Your chronological age, but health span is down. Health span is down to 66 years old. So let me define, okay, so so two different things. Lifespan versus health span. Lifespan, total amount of time that you're alive. Your health span is defined as the part of your life during which you were in general good health. Right? So, all right, so uh, like general good health, the health span, you know, that definition is somewhat open to a little bit of interpretation, but let's simplify that, right? So health span, the amount of time of your life that you're in general good health, think about it this way, the amount of time in your life when you're without disease or disability. Now, again, the downside of increased life expectancy is yes, Living longer. No, not living better, not living in a in a in a state of general health, or again without disease or disability. And tragically, as lifespan increases, that gap between health span and lifespan is widening. So within that increased gap, right? That, that, that gap between health span and lifespan is more years unfortunately of disease disability fatigue uh, you know you know listen you know we are you know in the us especially we we have the most medicated society on earth and along with that comes more medical expenses potential loss of independence right more disability more limitation so here's the deal like Yes, true fact, and for a variety of different, you know, um, uh, uh, life-saving advances and technologies. Right? Granted, we've gotten much better at keeping people alive for a longer period of time. Life expectancy is up, but the thing that continues to lag behind, and really, ultimately, that's what this is what it's all about, right? I mean, you know, you hear people say, well. You know, if I'm going to, what's, and I hear it all the time, like, what, I don't know if I want to live till I I have a goal of living to a hundred, right? That's my goal. I want to live really well to a hundred. And I say that to people, I don't want to live to a hundred. Why don't I live to a hundred? I'm going to, you know, feel like crap all the time and be sick and have disease and taking, you know, a laundry list of medications. So we're living longer, yes, but we are, are, as as a society, especially in America, we are not living better. We are not living in a longer state of general health. Now, okay, so that's the deal, okay, is yes, we have tremendous advances in technologies to keep us alive longer. Now, health span, that's our job. Okay? And the good news ain't ready for, for more good news? Like we want to good news, increased life expectancy. Bad news. Health span is shrinking and that gap of like healthy years of life is widening, right? That's not good. Let's get back to some good news. You ready for some good news? There are so many things that we can do that are within our control that we can do to close that gap between health span and lifespan. There's a lot that we can do, okay? And there's a couple of, there's a couple of, and there's a lot more that's in our control than 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 what we realize and what we think. In in my experience, so I want to go over with you kind of like like the short list, biggest bang for the buck of biggest bang for the buck things that we can do to increase our health span and close that gap between life life lifespan and health span okay picking up what i'm laying down okay a lot we can do there's so much that's within our control and i think and and um now uh, three three key things to remember to keep in mind before we get to the what to do right and I always like to start but every time i when i'm when I'm working with my clients, right? I was like, okay, before we get to the what to do, let's talk about some mindset stuff, some principles, some core philosophies, right? Some guiding principles and some guiding core philosophies that will guide the what, right? Like before we get into the what, let's talk about the like the mindset and the principle side of things. So number one is this. Yes, there's a lot that we can do to close that gap between health span and lifespan, to live more healthy, active years. Number one, number one principle is this, there is a price to pay. Okay, like, you know, the, these things are in our control, but, you know, we can't, I always like say, you know, like, when it comes to getting to a better state of health, there's only one way to coast, and that's downhill. All right, so number one is there is a price to pay. Like, increasing your health. Health span, right? And closing that gap between health span and lifespan, it is not going to happen by accident. It takes work, right? It takes effort. That's number one. And number two is that increased health span happens through consistent intentional action. If you have pen and paper anywhere around you, please write those things down consistent intentional action, consistent intentional action. Your daily Habits, routines, and rituals. We do not get the health and quality of life that we want. We don't get the health and the quality of life that we feel like we deserve, and you may deserve. We don't get we don't get what we want, we get what we work for. Okay? So principle, core philosophy, number one: increased health span, there's a price to pay. Number two, that price is consistent, intentional action. It's our daily habits, routines, and rituals that create health. And the third principle is this: is this whole increasing health span, closing the gap between health span and lifespan? It's like the laundry, it's never done. Nobody ever fully arrives. Okay. There's no, um, you know, like like there's no like hey i've reached my health span finish line right there's no finish line there's no like line that you run through there's no awards that are handed out and and hung around your neck right this whole working on increasing your health span which folks i mean really man like it, it it's increasing the number of healthy, active years that we have to fully participate in our lives in the way that we really want to, with our families, travel, activities, golf, gardening, photography, sightseeing, whatever it is that you're into right i mean whatever the whatever the things in your life are that you participate in that you truly enjoy right like the things that make up your quality of life man like if there if there is a more worthwhile endeavor in our lives than increasing the amount of time that we have for those things i don't know what it is right like what what's what's more important than that right because it comes down to our quality of life So remember this, three key principles. You want to increase your health span, there's a price to pay, through consistent intentional action, and like the laundry, this is never done. Okay, so that's kind of like the principle side of things. Now, how to increase health span and close that gap between health span and lifespan, this is the short list, okay? Listen, I'm giving you the short list. My professional experience, like, like the biggest bang for the buck activities Number one is eat real food as much as you possibly can. Hey, listen, if you can completely eliminate fake processed food, great. But at least dwindle it down to the absolute positive bare minimum. I'm not saying that there's never going to be times where you're going to Enjoy a, you know, whatever, I don't know, birthday cake, a celebration or whatever it is. But like picking your spots. I'm not saying like, don't don't ever pick your spots. Don't ever, you know what I'm not saying that. But if the vast, vast, vast majority of your nutritional intake is made up of real whole food, cut out the fake processed crap as much as you possibly can. That stuff isn't even really food fake processed food it, or they're, they're food like substances that's not really food and they bring nothing to the table from a nutritional standpoint and they bring not they certainly don't increase your health span right if anything <laughs> fake food is one of the main culprits that is involved in widening the span between health that gap between health span and lifespan so number one is really from a consumption standpoint this is probably not alert the media kind of news right but eat real food eat real food number 1 eat real food cut out as much as you possibly can fake processed food number 2 get stronger get physically stronger strength training 3 to 4 times a week the stronger that you get the more the more you can and the more you will do and move and then the more you can and will do and move, then the more you will do and move, right? And then the cycle goes on and on, right? So, right? You're picking up when I'm laying down, get stronger, get physically stronger. You'll be able to do more. You'll want to do more. And then when you're doing more, the more you're going to do. In addition to that, the more, like the physically stronger that you are, and I was on a a call, it's got a a call a, a little bit with my clients, we do like a little tribe hangout kind of thing. And, you know, and I, and I mentioned this, we were, we were actually talking about, you know, the, this, you know, this came up about getting physically stronger and all the benefits that it has from a health standpoint, right. And longevity standpoint. And, you know, I, I mentioned this to my, to my clients and I'll mention this, you know, here on, on this podcast is in my professional experience and personal experience. Yeah. We know like getting stronger improves your physiology. Right. You get physically stronger. Uh, you know, you you improves your cardiovascular system, your immune system, improves things cognitively, right? But in my experience, what I've seen is probably the single biggest benefit of of getting stronger strength training. The single biggest benefit is how it makes you feel about yourself. The boosting confidence, self-image, right? And the better we feel about ourselves, that trickles down to every other aspect of our lives, our relationships, our career community service contribution, right? Like, like, listen, get physically stronger, focus on getting stronger. Number three, consistent sleep and wake times, right? It is at, and listen, some of the, we're creatures of habit and some of the strongest habits that we have are our sleep habits. But man, let me tell you, it is absolutely worth the effort to develop consistent sleep and wake times. And those kind of three things that I just mentioned there, right? Like eat real food, cut out all the fake crap, get stronger, build lean muscle, consistent sleep and wake times, you know, those three things, right? Combine those together. Those are also three of the most important things that you could do to, to, uh, to lose excessive and stubborn body fat, right? Improve your body mass index, like decrease your BMI. So, right. All those three things together there, you want to change your body cosmetically, burn fat, lose weight. Decrease your BMI. Those are really three really super important things. Which then, right, you lower your BMI, you burn body fat. That also increases, you know, you know all the the likelihood of the diseases associated with 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 a high BMI and high body weight, like type two diabetes, like cardiovascular disease, cancer, Alzheimer's. And then the fourth thing from increasing your health span is to stay connected with your passions and your pursuits and your interests. You know, the things that really like, you know, the things that stimulate you mentally, the thing, you know, the things that stimulate you know your passions and your pursuits and your interests. Right. And then the fifth thing is strong social connections and relationships. Like those are really, and again, there are more, but like the top five things based upon, you know, just based upon my professional experience and the research that I've done in, 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 in longevity, Increasing quantity and quality of life, eat real food, get stronger, consistent sleep and wake times, stay connected with your passions, your pursuits, and your interests, and work like heck to develop strong social connections and relationships. All through consistent, intentional, daily habits, routines, and rituals. No more winging it. Winging it does not work. Increasing your health span, closing that gap between health span and lifespan, that is not going to happen by accident. No more winging it. Pay that price. And remember, like the laundry, it's never done. Okay, so what's the one thing you're going to take from this week's episodes and, episode and put into action in your day-to-day life? If you were, and, and next, and just in wrapping up here, if you're somebody who is struggling to lose weight and keep it off, I have different programs and services and solutions that I work with with my private one-on-one clients. If you're somebody who needs to work on recreating or healing your relationship with food, if you're a stress eater, emotional eater, if you're a yo-yo dieter, if you're somebody who the weight you lose always seems to find you again, Find my email address in the description portion of this podcast. Send me an email and request information about a free teleconsultation. We'll hop on a call. We'll connect one-on-one. We'll take a dive into your personal unique situation and we'll uh, determine if the different services and programs that I offer my one-on-one clients will be a fit for you. And if we're fit to work together to help fix those problems. Okay. All right. Finally, finally, Until next week, adios, muchachos. Remember, getting old is optional. Talk to you soon.